0: Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher. Welcome back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is, Taken Out by Your Own Self. This portion of the message came to me after I did what is now the second part of what I thought was going to be the first and only part of the message. And but this message in totality is discussing Christians who get taken out due to trials and tribulations and give up on God and what they can do to get back in the game it's a shorty but important if you are one who is watching Christianity go by and by the way if you can see it, let me know because I have been dying to see it (laughs) hey but no joke it's become a rare bird so but now I really felt that it was missing something Because I get around people who were Christians in title, yes, I say Christians in title, who have changed their original behavior after getting offended by other believers, the church, or others in general. And then because of the excuse that those offenses have occurred, they go back to seeking all the pleasures of the world, swearing up a storm, watching nothing but negative this and negative that on the TV. They have become nothing but negative speakers, always finding fault in everything, always concerned about stuff that they don't have any control over. And then they tell you, and this is very important if it is you, and I'm sorry, but if you have fallen this deep, you may not know it's you, that this is actually you, but you can know it if it's you because you will claim when challenged on your lifestyle choices that you are still okay with God. This is one of the most painful things to experience in Christianity. Listen, if a drug addict goes back to drugs after being free for so long, or an alcoholic goes back to drinking after being free for so long, are not the pains of those who knew the victory that they once walked in, and can now once again observe the pain of defeat, the same pains for them as it is for the person who watches one running for God, only to see them get hit with a test, a trial, or a tribulation? and then get the shrapnel of offense embedded down into their hearts, so that they draw back from all things God, or the things of God, that can, and that they should be allowing to, continue in them the Christian transformation journey. Yes, those pains, the same thing? Are they not the same thing? Yes, but worse, and I say worse because if you go back to an addiction, you still have the option of getting free. I know because I've been down that road. But if you have already been made free and brought into the presence of God, knowing in advance that the journey may get tough, but it will be possible if you draw near to him and stay close in battle, when those things come to draw back in wonderment as to what just happened, well then, where do you go from that place? I mean, when you walk away from God, who is the hope of the world, where do you go? Now this is a lonely question and full of despair. What now? What would you do when the world comes flooding back into your very soul to devour you and to leave you in such despair that the hearts of those that can but stand by and hope you return can be heard breaking at the sight of your new old condition? I know you think, but Ken, what about the prodigal son story? Well, to my knowledge, he wasn't saved then decided to ask for his inheritance so that he could leave the process of his salvation so that he could then return to the pig pen. Nope. He was one who was lost, and then found. The story that I am now getting knee deep in, is one where the prodigal decides that, after he had already returned, to then go back into the world, all the while looking back at his father telling him as he waves by to him, that he is good, and that nothing has changed. He will be right back, just a little more tasting of the sin that traps. Now, I'm not sure if you can hear this. But again, this is one of the most frustrating positions to be in as a Christian who has survived those very same battles because there's nothing you can say to the person that will change their mind because they have aligned themselves up against God and do not believe that it is so. You see, they have not aligned themselves against the offending people, not against trials and tribulations, not against the Word of God that says that these things will come. Nope they have shut their spiritual connection down with God so that they can no longer see or hear Him. Listen, in these days this should be terrifying to you. Yes, you should be undone at the image that such a thing could happen to you, and yet you can't because you are right back where you started from. The only difference is that you have redefined what it is to be in a relationship with God. So you haven't given much thought to this until now, but think about it. On the one hand, you had the Pharisees who were standing feet from God in the flesh. And could not detect him. And then there is you who have tasted and have seen that the Lord is good. But for some reason within you, it wasn't enough for you to pass the test. Nope. It wasn't enough for you to love your enemy. To love your Christian brother and sisters unconditionally. The very same people that you were destined to spend all of eternity with. Yes, those of your spiritual neighbors were just too much for you to love. So you chose the pigs, prostitutes, and pimps. (laughs) I just said that because it rhymed. And you say, but Ken, this is not funny because it's me. But then I would say, because you can see that, there is still hope. And you have some options to getting back into the fight. Humility and forgiveness are your two crutches to victory once again. More signs of pending due? Okay, so we move on to help some of those who are tired of that wagon. Now, I've seen this self-denial of God position in action. And one of the most difficult things to see it in action is that when you give them revelation and the supporting scripture, pointing out their condition, they completely deny anything that you say, and tell you, as if it were actually the truth, that those scriptures have nothing to do with what's going on in their life. And then they proceed to move into discrediting you, even possibly bringing up the sins that they believe disqualify you to know anything about God, anything to get you to go away. More pain as you watch the person who is hanging on by a thread, ever so slightly sliding down that thin line with every expressed defensive excuse that they have to remain in their condition, doing the hurtful things that they believe are not hurtful because they believe every false story that supports their belief in what they are doing. Now and unfortunately, it gets worse because this person now wants to garner more support for their position. So they find those in whom they can deceive or those who are in the same condition to join in on their destructive parade, eventually and destined to lead them to hell. This behavior reminds me of the people who waited for Jesus for over 700 years. And then when He finally showed up, nobody recognized Him. No, not the same people, but in each generation. They were told of Him, and then they set their hearts to meet Him, just like we are waiting for Him to come back again in our generations. We have the same kind of thing going on today where people go to church or they listen to the top 40 worship songs, claiming to be Christians, but don't act like it in any manner, thinking that somehow God's going to accept that new version of the gospel that they have created. And all the while, they cannot see what is going on right in front of them, along the same lines. How do we make it possible for us to shut off any and all feedback that could help us? I mean, I think I know the answer, but wow! To even imagine that we have the free will to screen out anything that can help us from jumping off the cliff of a spiritual life with God is rather frightening. No, but it really is, when you consider the alternative. Hell doesn't exist as a vacation destination for every sinner who refuses to be fully converted to God's ways of living. In this life, for that life. Nope, but it's not a timeshare of any sorts if you end up there because you personally decided Everyone around you is stupid and knows nothing of anything that can help you. You lose. What a time to find out that you were wrong. Starting out strong as a Christian and finishing, well, not finishing, to what have you done? Please do not be one of them that believe that Jesus has a special benefits package for you and your specific situation. Nope, He gave us each other so that we could help one another out in love. Luke 14:28. For which of you, intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. I often thought about how this could apply when we don't fully know what we will have to invest in our salvation. I suspect that we just believe in faith that we shall finish in spite of the cost. But now that sounds suspicious because Jesus wouldn't have said this, and then hid from us the way of faith that was the key to unlocking this mystery. I believe he said this because we, even after we have tasted and have seen that the Lord is good, oh so good, that we could still walk away. Look at the power of offense and then tell me that we don't do the same thing today. John 6, 53, 66 Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. when they heard this, said, Hmm, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Verse 61. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? Is this the Spirit who gives life? The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe, and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless that has been granted to him by my Father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Okay, so a bit of a story. And But doesn't it say that many of his disciples, yes, not a few, but many transitioned from the narrow path to the wide path because they could not muster up enough whatever to ask him what in the world he was talking about. Miracle Signs and wonder, but even after seeing all of that, they still had no idea of who he was. And it is at this point where they set themselves up for complete and utter failure. Matthew 7, 13, 14, and Luke 1323 24. So I know that if you have been a listener for a minute, then you have heard me use both Matthew 17, 13, 14, and Luke 13, 23, 24, and other messages. And no doubt you pause this message to look them up, if practical. It is important to understand that Christianity is not a freebie, but there is a plethora of intrinsic value in the death of Jesus. To rewrite the Bible in your mind to fit your life of sinning and or just walking away is a mistake that you may very well not come back from. Hebrews 10, 38 Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Look, he draws up the salvation plans for all of humanity, and I would consider that because of his position in all of eternity, it needs no editing from us humans. The Catholic Church, as well as the denominational slash non-denominational churches, could but learn this simple thing. Jesus is, and well, he is enough. The Bible never being understood in totality by any one single man ever in the history of this world, but by Jesus alone, should and does stand on its own merit. No other book exists such as this, which is the very breath of God in print. (laughs) The very breath of God in ink. Name another. Your very lights could be flickering at this very moment, as you contemplate what your fake friends will say if you become, well, you know, one of those. And yet I tell you, if you become one of those, one of us's, then you can pray for the God-ignorant soul that believes it doesn't get any better than Ladies' Night Out, or a sports game watched with a room full of lost and fanatical strangers, hugging one another as if their team winning was like they had just won too, And then they do the unthinkable to add risk following the strange bear hug, and they drive home drunk on the game and on the alcohol. This being an acceptable act of victory, because no one will tell them to stop from doing it. What a world of a mess, and they rinse and repeat until the very lights go out. Then they find out that the world was not as they thought, and the bear hugs from their sport-watching drinking buddies, netting them nothing in preparation for their new eternity. I'm just drawing a distinction from one life to another. I have lived on both sides. I have been hit with the bunker blaster loaded with opportunities to be offended even at people who were not involved. There are a few stories that could match that season where the devil tried to completely kill me, and not just a little, but kill me completely. No embellishment offered, only God knows the specifics and is not surprised. So as I somehow survived my grizzly bear-style mauling, which took place over several years, I somehow, and in no way, was it due to anything in me, but I somehow landed on my feet. Applaud not, as it might just delineate the very value of my death on that mountain. I still love God, even after all that had happened, because He instructed me as a Christian how to respond in this war. Today I'm on the battlefield of Christianity, not because of any strength in me on my part, but because He never left my side. He was like a 24-7 nurse standing at my recovery. What should I say to that? No, get away from me? That was too painful, Lord? (laughs) Not if I am in it. As I kept telling him, all throughout my walk, God loves me in spite of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and there's a lot of that. But so, but who do you have in your life that can be what only God can be? No one. There. I thought I would save you the time. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Listen to me, I have developed this message for the believer who started out running for God, and then because trials and tribulations came along, and most of the time it's right out of the church that it comes, then you stop trusting God and had nothing good to say about what he was doing through all of those people. This is not to say that all the church people are doing the right thing. We know by the condition of the world today that they are not. But as a believer who started strong and then got wobbly in the middle, but then decided it's God or nothing, I know what it is to get hit by a bunker blast or tribulation and get spun out. I know what it is to fail and to have those who also fail right alongside of you to get spun out and to stay out, somehow thinking that God rewrote the purpose and assignment on their life because they were tested and suffered persecution. See, I also know what it's like to draw near to him, because when the smoke cleared, he was the only one standing. Now I did not survive because I got a bunch of answers, but because I got a bunch of answers. And what I mean by that is that God doesn't need to explain himself when a bunker blaster goes off. We just need to respond in such a way that we do not allow it to take us out, because then it proves his scripture right, which says you should have considered the cost before you started. Now this doesn't mean you shouldn't start because you don't think you can finish. This is not why he stated this. I believe that what he is saying is that it's going to get rough out there from time to time, and you're going to need to buck up and grow up, and get in your word, and pick yourself up by your bootstraps, and continue on with me, because I am your salvation. And I am waiting at the gates, waiting for you to finish your race. My God, that is a choice we get to make, because that is a choice Jesus made for us. His bride is a suitable helper, which I am, because of who dwells in me. Get up, get up, get up, Christian, and be the person that he has made and called you to be. If you are dead, then by all means necessary, resurrect yourself in his name, and take your position on this planet. For the love of God, take your position, and position that none others can take, because it has your spiritual DNA all over it, calling out to you to wake yourself up. Okay. In finishing, I want to give you a short list of things to do to restore your relationship with God if you are, in fact, one of those sleeping in the garden. Listen, if you got taken out and stayed out even until now, you are missing a key ingredient in your Christianity. I'm not sure what it is, but it is missing. Something is off and you have the means to fix it. Now, you are required to mend your own wounds in the blood of Jesus and ask Him what needs strengthening so that you do not allow that to happen again. It's on you for the love of God to have to dig deep and die. Yep, you have to die to your emotional crybaby in person up. You are in a war. The war wars and people all around you are getting taken out by the pleasures of this world. How can we sleep knowing anyone, even our enemy, may be going to hell? So read your Bible every day. Talk with God in your way every day. Even if you start out with saying hello, no doubt he will say to you, You had me at hello. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I couldn't resist. Look for ways that you can serve and help others. Repent as you see things that has led you astray. Deal with pride and arrogance. Serve those you wouldn't normally serve. Ask for God's help every day. Forgive yourself when you miss it. Fix it if it involves other people, if possible. Listen to every podcast I have recorded so that you get your church on. Support ministers and ministries. Do what the Bible says to do. You can follow these steps, however they are not the end-all be-all to the methods you can use. God wants to be in an active relationship with you, more than you do with Him. And whatever you do, do not repeat the same decision-making process that led you astray and away from God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe buttons. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.